Welcome to Financial Wellness at Work, the only podcast devoted to sharing the stories of everyday employees who have transformed their financial lives by giving financial coaching a try. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Financial Wellness at Work. I'm your host, Liz Davidson. I have here an incredible financial success story, Latoya Pirtle, who has transformed her finances. And really, there are two big takeaways that I want everyone to pay attention to with this story. One is her interest in leaning in to learning about financial planning. And the other is something that they say is a sign of both intelligence and character, which is strong convictions, weekly health, meaning you're all in on whatever plans you have. But if new information comes your way, you pivot. And I think in the world we're in today, that applies well across all disciplines, not just finances, but it's something very important with finances. You don't want to be changing all the time. But with the right financial coaching and advice, pivots are incredibly valuable. So welcome, LaToya. Thank you, Liz. I'm happy to be here. I also have back again, and I think she will be making regular appearances based on the success she's had with her coaching clients, Julie Everett. And Julie has been working with LaToya for about a year now. That is true. And, you know, I feel like LaToya and I hit it off really quickly back in December. We have a lot of things in common and just our personalities are similar. She wants the knowledge. And if I don't have it at my fingertips, I dig for it and, and pass it along her way. Awesome. So why don't we start at the beginning? LaToya... Talk to me about what prompted you to call Financial Finesse, where you were at the beginning of the relationship with Julie. I was prompted to call because I've always had a passion for finance, even from the very beginning, my early 20s. I had a a purpose I knew and a passion for finance. I ended up calling Liz because I knew that I'd gotten off track and I needed that guidance on the journey at this point in my life. It was offered by my employer and I sort of stumbled upon an email and saw that the the financial the financial finesse was offered and decided to call. And it's been the best decision that I've made probably in my entire life because although I had that purpose and I read some books and was sort of well-versed in the basics, I needed that guidance from someone who knew more than I did, someone who uh, was prepared to take me on the journey. And Julie did more than that for me. So you talked to me a little bit more about where you were. You said you, you know, you knew that you needed the guidance. What guidance did you need specifically? And then let's go from there. Yeah, absolutely. But I needed guidance on things like investing, little small tips on where to invest, how much, how often. So those, the long-term investments, the stocks, the bonds, those types of things I did not know, wasn't aware of. The stock market, that's what I needed guidance on. So Julie, I'm going to ask you to chip in here. Your first interaction with LaToya and what you saw as kind of her key financial goals and where you could help the most as her coach. Mm -hmm. She had a lot of good things in good places. 
Latoya is laser focused on where she wants to go. And she's also laser focused on certain elements of how she wants to get there. She knows she wants to be financially secure. She knows she wants her kids to also start off life financially secure. She had a knack, and I don't know when you did it. She she has a knack for looking for investment type properties. And she had already, I mean, I think you've already purchased one plot of land that you planned on developing. And you did that way before meeting me. And you also got a heck of a deal on it because of the angle that you you took to get that property. So she there were some elements that she knew where she wanted to go and also some elements for how she wanted to get there. So it's kind of like the little things though, the little things along your journey that can either create efficiencies or also help you avoid some holes or some risks. One thing that Latoya and I had in common and, and kind of helped bond us early on is we're both single parents. So as single parents, when it comes to estate planning, you've got to be really intentional about how some things, you know, are listed or named. And, you know, I know it because I'm in the industry, you know, but it's something that's so easy to forget. You know, one cool thing about the benefits that she has at work is, and a lot of companies have this prepaid legal option that you can elect during open enrollment. It can be a really cost-effective way to get those documents in place. You just you gotta elect them. You get like one one shot at it each year. So, and, and Latoya is walking through, going through that process right now of getting those documents. She had already secured life insurance that was more than adequate. She already knew how she was going to fund, you know, her future and her long-term goals. And so now it's just a matter of putting the little puzzle pieces together to get her there as quickly as possible and avoiding risk along the way. Great. That's okay. So going back, I want to go back to Latoya on you had said something very powerful that you feel this is the best decision you've made in your life. <laughs> quite, quite a statement. Why is that? It's definitely one of the best decisions I've ever made because financial peace is so important to me, especially because I have children. Making that decision for them and becoming educated for myself and then passing that information, putting things in place for them. That's why I would say it's so important and one of the best decisions that I've ever made is because it gives them the opportunity then to focus on their purpose and their goals. And it gives me the opportunity to focus more on them as well as my purpose and my goals and to have more of that free time so that I can free up space for other things that are also important because I've laid the foundation and put the financial portion in place for myself and for them. Got it. So we talk about that a lot. And I'm actually writing a book about this right now where money you know, most important thing about money is the freedom it affords and the reduction in stress. So it sounds like, you know, and I don't know how stressed out you were in the beginning, but it was taking up mind share. Is that fair to say? And what Julie was able to do working with you and you were able to do from taking her guidance is get yourself into a place where you're so solid it doesn't take up that same mind share and you're setting an example, you're probably, probably able to provide more opportunities for your children, which is so important. It's all about opportunities for this generation. I'm telling you, whole separate podcast, but, but also more freedom for yourself, right? To again, do what, what you want to be doing and spending time in those areas rather than either worrying about your finances or having to labor through decisions all by yourself, which probably takes three or four times the amount of time, I would imagine. 
It afforded me a peace. That's the word that keeps coming to mind for me when I think about this journey with Julie, a peace of mind in knowing that I'm taking the steps. I'm being guided appropriately by someone who is a professional and who is well-versed and knowledgeable. As she said earlier, if she didn't have the answer at her fingertips, she'd look for it for me and research and get back to me very quickly with resources or right away. She'd go online and look up things if she needed to. So I find that very helpful as well. But absolutely, the peace that it provides me because I don't have to worry about how my children are going to, or hopefully I won't, we know anything happened, but I'm putting things in place so that hopefully I won't have to worry about anything happening in my kids being able to afford college if they don't get scholarships and grants and just them being able to explore and experience without the strain or the stress, as you mentioned, of finances. And that is so gravely important to me. Are you at a point now where, you know, I hate the term money is not an object because it's it's a finite resource for all of us. But if you want to provide an opportunity for your child, children, educational or otherwise, the focus is on, you know, the opportunity, what's going to be best, the steps to take, as opposed to how do I come up with the money or what does this mean I have to sacrifice? Exactly. And there's no better feeling than that for me. Got it. That's awesome. Well, I mean, kudos. I, I'd i love to understand a little bit more about how this has transformed your finance. I mean, I think the most important transformation is the life transformation, without a doubt, right? Finances are a fuel for us to build the life we want. But Julie shared that you've really developed quite a high level of financial security through the process. So anything you're comfortable sharing about, you know, what you've been able to do on that end would be, I think, very valuable for our listeners. A lot of times people think with all the craziness going on, that's not going to be something they're ever going to be able to do. Absolutely. I'm willing to share. Julie has given me the tools and I can't say enough. I was able to, in this, of course, this housing market to sell my home. So I was able to take advantage of that in the market. And then from there, we were able to give me, get me information. And I've done these things, open a brokerage account, obtain an I-bond, a Roth IRA. I already had a 401k. So maxed out the Roth IRA for, for the year. And then also to have an emergency fund for three months to put aside money for my kids' homeschooling, for a vacation to Hawaii. So I was able to put pieces in place because of that to have money available for our next home purchase, hopefully our last home, put that money aside. And then lastly, to have money for an investment property. So Julie and I have been working, (laughs) as you can imagine, and she's just been great throughout it all. Uh, Oftentimes, I will say that we have access to people and to knowledge, and we don't take that opportunity. So Julie has, in a sense, saved me financially, but also I've saved myself because I took the opportunity to do so. I took that opportunity to take advantage of that benefit. So for those who are offered it, I always say, please take advantage of it because it can be sitting there and you have the opportunity and don't use it. If it's there, take advantage of the opportunity and use it no matter how much you make, because 
as we know, it's not what you make, it's what you save. So save that little bit, regardless as to how much you make. But I digress. Those were the things that I was able to do with Julie uh, because of the opportunity and because of the market that we're in. And I was in a position to do so. Then I decided to take advantage of that position. You know, and I think one thing that's great about your story is unlike some of the people we've worked with who you know are clearly facing, you know, almost like a financial crisis situation, you could have looked at it and gone, hey, I have a lot of equity in this house, right? Like you were, you, you had a lot you were doing really well already, but you wanted the opportunity to maximize. Like you had the humility to go, hey, let me look into this and see, you know, if I can go even further, right? And it sounds like you sold your house at a very good time for a very good price to be able to fund all those different things, including the investment property. But, you know, that's another thing that I think is so awesome is that, you know, a lot of people sell real estate and and make some good money, but it's very tempting to spend that money impulsively and feel like you kind of had a windfall. We call it the sudden money phenomenon, right? And you were, you took that, it sounds like, and really said, okay, emergency fund, like, how do I take this money and put it in the right places, including an investment property, which I'm imagining you got, you know, a good deal on that as well. Speaking to, uh, speaking to selling her home, because that was not a decision that Latoya took lightly at all. We, she and I seem to live in a kind of a similar area. Cost of living is similar. And so, you know, when you're on the coast, when you're in a major city, rent is going up and up and up and up. But when you're in a more rural area like Latoya and I are, they're still fairly contained. And so we crunched the numbers and I can't remember how much time. I mean, I would say there were probably a couple of months or several months where selling the house was not going to necessarily be the answer. But there were a couple things that went into that. She didn't see that as her forever home anyway. She didn't see that place as her forever place anyway. So finally, it was just like, if this, you know, if you're not going to end up in this house in the long run, and the values are as high as they've ever been, like, you know, do you not take advantage of that? So selling your house, it was not a decision that was taken lightly. There was a, a lot of conversations about that specifically and a lot of pros and cons and what are the alternatives. But ultimately, that was kind of that was the one thing that was going to make everything else very easily attainable. And like I said, yeah, she hit it right. She hit it right at the the peak of the market. And and it even surprised you, I think, whenever you finally got that closing contract that, you know, (laughs) it was even higher than you'd originally thought. So she hit the housing market right at the right moment. Got it. So is it... Am I understanding it right that Latoya, when you called, you weren't necessarily planning to sell your home? I was not. When I first called, that was not something that I was planning to do at all. But as Julie mentioned, we discussed it for months and sort of went back and forth. And I then decided that that was the time to sell. It made sense to sell, even with the the rental cost of having to rent, even if I had to do that for a while before I found the next property. So it just made sense, again, because of the area that I was in. It may not make sense for each person, but it did for me in that time. And so having the um, 
means because of course equity is great in the home. I couldn't stay there. However, for personally for me, having the opportunity to put all of those in place meant so much to me. So being able to have all of those things there for myself and for my children, and then still having the opportunity to obtain another home, it was a perfect opportunity for me. So that's why we were able to decide because of the area that was very important, the area that we were in, having the opportunity or the option to move to a different area, a lower cost of living area if I needed to do that. So it made sense for my situation. And I did. We went ahead and I decided to go ahead and, and put forth the action and the effort and put put everything in place. So that's one example of a really good pivot. And there's a couple of things I want to call out for our listeners is you pivoted, but you really put thought into it because we see both extremes, right? Where someone is just, no, I am just in my comfort zone and I'm not leaving it or this, you know, particular goal I'm going to put first, even though it may not make, you know, I'm just clinging to this strategy that may not make sense anymore. And then we see other people that, read something about the stock market or see their balances, you know, go down and, and make rash changes, right? And I think one of the, the very hard things to do, but a key factor in financial success is finding that balance where you are really looking at the pros and cons and putting enough research into it, but then pulling the trigger, you know, and not sitting on it. And so for all you listeners out there, that's just keep in mind. I mean, you know, ask yourself, am I being stubborn or just, you know, caught up in my own vision of of life to the detriment of something that could be better for me? And do I need to be more open-minded or am I a little bit too all over the place because I'm social media is a driver of this, you know, I'm, I'm reading and watching things happening and wanting to get on the bandwagon or feeling like, Oh my God, you know, now there's inflation and I have to do all these things immediately. It's that sweet spot that you always want to try to, to be in as much as possible with that. And that will be my piece. I was planning the last, but that will be my, one of my biggest takeaways here. Latoya, and then I'm going to ask Julie the same question. You've already given advice to take advantage of the benefit, even if maybe you you don't feel like there's anything on fire with your finances. What other pieces of advice do you have for listeners, especially as we're in a very uncertain, strange economy, recession, no recession, right? That whole debate. Like, what, what, what advice do you have? You mentioned one of the best takeaways is to take advantage. And I think that's very important. One of the most important takeaways. The other takeaway that I would mention is to, to, to go ahead and to invest. As you mentioned, the stock market, inflation, social media, all of those things, the books that we're reading, they play an important role. Julie knows I called her even after we discussed and talked and everything was in place and I knew where I was putting everything. And I said, I have a friend who is calling me and she's telling me not to put my money in the stock market and that every, she just had, you know, how we have the conspiracy theory. She's just, you know, and I said, what should I do? So we're all affected by that. But the takeaway that I would say that I got from from this, one of the more important ones is look at past experiences. Look at how the performance of the stock market has maintained over the long run. And they say, set it and forget it. 
And that's the point that I came to in the end because I was a little leery. And that's why I asked Julie, well, what do you think? She's saying this and people on social media are saying this in the financial groups. What should I do? Should I be concerned? She sort of talked me off the ledge. And I realized, look at the performance long term. This is the stock market is not new. Inflation is not new. (laughs) These things have all happened before. These things have all been said before. And Julie even mentioned that. So she confirmed my thoughts. Talk me off the ledge. So I would say remove all of the noise and look at past performance. And as you mentioned earlier, pull the trigger and do what you know will benefit you and your situation financially. Very, very well put. Figure out how to find, I always say find the signal in the noise, right? And get perspective. I mean, even I am subject to this, which is looking too often at, you know, the changes in in market conditions. So, you know, we've been through so much as a country. This is even beyond financial, but we had a civil war. We've been through so many cataclysmic events where the end of the world was coming, right? And it didn't. And so just remember, and at those times, and can you imagine if we had social media? <laughs> so just remember that things go up and down, life goes up and down. But if you can, you know, we call it really finding your your North Star and keeping your perspective and knowing, like you said, this is just part of life and you can navigate it by looking backwards at, you know, some of the key principles around financial planning that have worked over the long term. You have a long term goal. You're likely setting yourself up for success. Julie, your key pieces of advice or takeaways for, I'm not going to say advice because we don't give advice, your pieces of guidance as a coach or key takeaways for our listeners. I think one of the best things that you can do for yourself, if you're trying to do it on your own, or if you're going to be working with a financial professional is have an idea of where you're headed. You don't have to specifically know the place that you want to go, but like with Latoya, she had some things that she knew she, she knew she wanted certain things to be a part of her life. You know, she knew she wanted to have some investment properties. She knew that she wanted comfort. And we all kind of strive for different things and comfort means different things to different people. But I think really looking forward and either visualize what you want your life to look like, but you've got to have some idea of where you're headed because that North Star, like you called it, Liz, will help you to keep moving. And that would be my second piece. You've got to keep moving. Latoya, I don't think you give yourself enough credit. I don't think you realize how many people that I talk to that start out a conversation like yours. I'm, I'm going places. I'm going places fast. How do I get there? And then I don't hear from them ever again. You kept moving. And every time we had a call, we didn't, we never had a wasted call. You know, we would, and she would even say, so my action items are, and we would just kind of, and, and every call was purposeful. Some of them were long. Some of them were super short. Either way, know what your North Star is. And then you've got to keep moving forward at whatever pace your life bandwidth will allow you to, to move. LaToya is just extremely intentional. And I feel like, I mean, it's been, she's she's quickly moving. She's, she's moving really fast towards her direction. Julie, I don't think we've had a short call. Are you sure? I don't remember a short call. <laughs> There's a, there's a couple. Yeah, Relative. there was a couple where it just be like a couple of investment things. Well, what is this? <laughs> okay, you know, 
<laughs> All right. So, yeah, just I'm going to, I lied when I said that was my, my last words. I'm just going to wrap this all together. Have perspective, find that balance between changing because of peer pressure or, you know, crazy market events and sitting on something too long because, you know, it's your comfort zone or it was your idea or it was the way it was supposed to work. Take full, full, full advantage of the benefit. And it sounds like, Julie, part of what you're saying is LaToya really not only used it, but drove it a lot in a lot of ways. Okay, my action lines are like, you know, there's different ways to use a benefit, maximize it, not just don't just call and, you know, ask a single question, call with the intention of this being you know, a major turning point in your finances and know that it can be. So thank you so much, LaToya. Thank you again, Julie. <laughs> the fact you're on this podcast so often is, is testament to your amazing coaching skills. So appreciate you both and everyone have a great day and we'll see you at the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Financial Wellness at Work podcast from Financial Finesse. Join us next time for more stories, inspiration, and tips on transforming your financial life and future.